restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, 
I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. The Lord is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become... Good evening, everybody. I'm Pastor God. I just want to welcome you to our Wednesday night refreshing service tonight. We're just here to enjoy the presence of God as he fills us through and through to do great things. Father, we're so grateful and thankful that you have prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Lord, you anoint our head with oil and our cup runs over. And Lord, we just rejoice in your goodness tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that your goodness overflows to us. Your spirit moves mightily in us, Lord. And Jesus is exalted in all that we do. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
Thank you. 
Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, we honor you, Lord. We bless you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. And your presence. Lord, we thank you for these moments that we have with you. To interact with you. To have an encounter with you. To create a memory with you, Lord. You're here with us. And you're here to do the Father's will. And we thank you for speaking to us now. valley of the shadow of death. You will fear no evil. You do not have to fear the evil that is happening in the world today. For my power in you is greater. Walk in my power. Renew your minds and take hold of my hands. And together We will spread the good news across this land. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, hallelujah. You have a story to tell. This is the greatest story ever told. And uh, God will open doors for you to share that story. Because you're going to encounter people that need what's inside of you. And I want to let you know before we dismiss the kids that um, on June 30th, Wednesday, June 30th, we will not be having our Wednesday night refreshing. Um, we're getting our carpet replaced. It had some uh, things that weren't up to par, and so they're replacing it uh, that week. So we're not going to have our Wednesday night refreshing on June 30th. That would be the last Wednesday uh, in June. So you can mark that on your calendars. And also, uh, coming up for our Barnabas group uh, on Saturday, June 26th, we're going to have a special Barnabas group with Marvin Yoder. Uh, he was raised Amish. And uh, he is an instructor at Rama Bible Training College. And uh, we're excited. And he'll be with us also on that Sunday as well. So, men, if you didn't get a postcard, there's postcards on the information table. And you can invite other guys. And that's for men 12 and older. All right? So that's happening as well. And, of course, uh, you know, we have the honor and the privilege to give to God and to sow into his kingdom. Amen? 
And uh, those of you can do it anytime during the service. If you're watching online, you can do it through our website. Father, I just speak a blessing upon every giver and gift, Lord. You multiply it, you receive it, and you cause them to prosper, increase, and grow, Lord. And you protect them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we have some awesome kids in this place tonight. Yes. Uh, also, this Sunday, we're going to have a special dedication service for, uh, towards the good family for our platform. And so, kids, go to your class. Have a great class. Be blessed tonight. Hallelujah. We have something for every age. Amen. Were you guys ready for some times of refreshing to come from God's presence tonight? If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 2. You know, God created you for greatness. He didn't just make you and fill you with life. So that you can just take up space and wander around. But he made you for something absolutely good. He made you for great things. He designed you on purpose for a purpose. And in Ephesians chapter 2, starting with verse 8. So tonight we're going to go back to the drawing board. And we're going to find out what it means to be recreated in Christ for good works. Say, I'm created for good works. Yeah, you're a fountain of good works, ready to happen, going somewhere to happen. Good, good, you have been designed for good things to flow out of you and for good things to happen around you. When you enter into a room or an atmosphere, good starts to happen. Hallelujah. You are loaded with good. Some people are loaded for bear. You're loaded for good. Right? Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Aren't you glad for this gift? This is a gift that keeps on giving. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion... And favor, drawing you to Christ. Right? You know, he's an architect. So we are going back to the... when, When we came to Christ, we went back to the drawing board. God didn't just redo the old. He made you brand new. You're a new creature with a new feature. That you have been saved... Actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life. Aren't you glad you've been delivered from judgment? Through faith. 
This salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own efforts, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God. Not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. For we are his workmanship. Whose workmanship? His workmanship. You're going to find out what that is in just a minute. His own masterwork, a work of art. I'm actually a work of art because my dad's name was Art. No. <laughs> Created in Christ Jesus. Reborn from above. Spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works. Which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set. So that you would walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. How many want to live the good life? Well, a good life is full of good works, isn't it? So we're created in Christ for good works. These works were preordained, prepackaged. God set up the good things for you before you even got there. They were ready for you when you believed in Christ Jesus. All right? So by God's grace, it works in us, making available His power, goodness, and favor... And all of his resources. Aren't you glad that God made his resources available to us? It's his gift to us. Grace is God's gateway for all of his goodness. You know, the arch in St. Louis, they say it's the gateway to the Midwest. Well, God's grace is his gateway to his goodness. Hallelujah. And by faith you enter in. So God made you his masterpiece. Woo! I'm telling you, you're a masterpiece. If you were to go on the auction, no one could afford you. Because the Creator put His signature on you. He put His DNA in you. He put His nature in you. Hallelujah. And you were created... Again, in Christ, to do good works. You weren't created for nothing. You were created for something, and you were created for something good. Good things were prepared for you. And by faith, you can participate in them. You're going to have to do the good works by faith. All right? And you can understand God's works. You can walk in them, and you can live the good life that God planned for you. Hallelujah. So, we're God's workmanship. It's something that He made. It's something that He handcrafted. You're something that God designed. You were God's idea. You were God's choice. The New Living calls you God's masterpiece. The the Weymouth New Testament calls, we are God's own handiwork. 
God put his hands on you and formed and fashioned you. Amen? I've never encountered this one, but this is the Mace New Testament. It says, He has made us anew and formed us by Christ Jesus to do good works. Whoo! Say, I was made for something good. Now, this would dispel every lie to say that you were made for nothing. This is the truth. This is God talking to you. Right? You've got to hear the Passion Translation. We have become his poetry. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny... He has given to each of us. We are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny, the good works we would do to fulfill it. Hallelujah. You are God's beautiful written poetry. Oh, my goodness. Written by God. And he will speak what's written. Right? Good works are your destiny. You are destined to do good things. Hallelujah. And he created each one of us in Jesus. Think about that. We're created for what? Good works. Right? We don't get saved by good works, but we produce good works when we're saved. Salvation, uh, let me say it this way, good works are a product of salvation. When a person gets saved, they have a desire on the inside of them to do good. Amen? How many people were saved from habits that they used to do, but when they got saved, they don't do them anymore? Why? Because they have no desire to do them anymore. Because they got a new nature. They've got new desires, new cravings. Amen? I crave spiritual things. Hallelujah. So these good works were prepared beforehand. We were appointed to them. All right? A good... Martin Luther said, good works do not make a good man, but a good man makes good works. Hallelujah. So, God infused himself in you. Workmanship is, is something that's made from a fabric. And guess what? The anointing is the fabric that we've been created out of. We are created in Christ, in the anointed one, in his anointing. Oh, I'm telling you, the anointing of God, the power of God, the glory of God came in and pulled you up from the mire, pulled you out of the clay and set your feet upon a rock, set your feet upon a firm foundation. And you've been recreated. You are a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are becoming new. Look at your neighbor and say, you're getting newer and newer as we speak. Isn't that what the Bible says? Though the outward man perishes, the the inner man is renewed day by day. That means you're getting newer and newer. Right? It's just the inside out. 
Right? And when Jesus comes, your outside will catch up with the inside. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. Hallelujah. We are created for good works. You're supposed to be doing good things. You're going to find out what that is in just a minute. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world. Say, he's talking to me. You've got to see yourself as rich in this world. Why? You serve a big God. Amen? All right, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded or conceited. And not to trust in uncertain riches. You know, the Bible does a, you can have all the riches you want as long as you don't trust in them. Okay? Notice what it says. But you've got to trust in the living God. Who gives us richly all things to enjoy. And I'm telling you, in our family, in our spiritual family line, we've got a lot of rich people. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Solomon, Esther, Daniel, David, Jehoshaphat, Hezekiah, Josiah, all kinds of people. You read their heritage, they were rich. Right, Joseph? I'm telling you, they were rich, okay? Notice verse 18. That they do good and that they be rich in good works to distribute willingly... Willing and to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Doing good, you've got to take your time, talents, and treasure and do good for God. All right? What is a good work? I'm so glad you asked that question. A good work is one that God ordains. God is good. And he's not going to ordain anything that's bad. So a good work is one that God ordains. Right? Or one that God sanctions. Or one that God initiates. Right? Pastor Doug, I want you to go to Africa and preach the gospel. Okay, that's a good work. He assigned it, so it's a good work. Alright, I'm just giving that as an example. A good work is one that God calls and equips you to do. Every assignment that God has given to a person is good. Moses, go deliver my people. Abraham, become a father of many nations. Mordecai, train a queen. He trained a queen. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. A good work is one that glorifies Jesus and promotes the kingdom of God. If you want to know what a good work is, it's one that glorifies Jesus and promotes the kingdom of God. A good work is one that the Holy Spirit leads you to do. Go pray with this person. Go share with this person. Go smile at this person. Amen? Anyone that the Holy Spirit... Why? The Holy Spirit, he's good too. Anything that he leads you to do is good. A good work 
is something that helps others by displaying the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Being kind. Being helpful. Helping someone who can't help themselves. That's good work. Right? A good work is a product of salvation to demonstrate the love and goodness of God. It demonstrates the love and the goodness of God. Go to Micah chapter 6. Minor prophet, Micah chapter 6, verse 8. He kind of sums up what it means to be good. Verse 8, it says, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, except to be just, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Amplified says, setting aside any overblown sense of importance or self-righteousness. It's putting others first. Guess what? To love God with all your heart, soul, and strength, that's a good work. To love your neighbor as yourself, that's a good work. And then Deuteronomy chapter 10. Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 12. Now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God by walking in all his ways, to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul? That's a good work. Anything that you do for God is good, right? Anything that's, that the scripture uh, agrees with is good. Hallelujah. A good work is one that Jesus did. Didn't Jesus say the works that I do, you shall do also? Helping someone to get healed is a good work. Sharing the gospel is a good work. Why? What's the gospel? It's good news. And when you're sharing good news, that's a good work. When you invest In VCF, you're investing in helping people find their inheritance and treasure in God's word. That's a good work. Worshiping God is a good work. Amen? Studying your Bible is a good work. Hallelujah. Let's go to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter... What were you made for? You're made for good works. The good God made you for good things. He didn't save you just so that you could take up space. No. He's got something good that he wants you to do. Amen? And when you're single, you can put a thousand to flight. But when you connect with someone else, you can put ten thousand. It multiplies your efforts. Hallelujah. Why do you think Jesus... When he was 12 years old and he stayed back and for three days, Joseph and Mary did not know where Jesus was. And they were, they had gone three days and then they had to come back three days, right? And they found him in the temple 
talking to the doctors of the law and the Pharisees. And what did Jesus say? You know, they were a little bit concerned. Why did you do this to us? Jesus he said, don't you know that I'd be about my father's business? Listen, God's got a good business. Anytime that you're doing the father's business, you're doing a good work. We got to be about our father's business. When we stand before God, God is not going to ask you how many degrees you earned. Not that degrees are bad. I'm not saying that at all. Paul would have had a lot of degrees. But we're going to be held accountable what we did or didn't do for the Lord. And there's, there's going to be a judgment day. And we're going to stand before God. And you know what he's going to judge? He's going to judge our works. He's going to judge whether or not our works were good. Whether or not they were made of wood, hay, and stubble, which are our own efforts. Or whether or not they're gold, silver, and precious gems. And you know what's going to, you know what's going to be the deciding factor? Fire. When you set fire to wood, hay, and stubble, it becomes ash. Look at your pile of ash that you did. Or... If you set fire to gold, silver, and precious stones, it becomes brighter. It becomes brighter. So are you going to have a pile of ash? Or are you going to have a pile of brightness? Amen? Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. What is that? That's Jesus Christ. He appeared to all men, didn't he? He came to this world teaching us. Jesus taught us denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. We should live soberly. Too many people are drunk from the wine of Babylon. They're drunk on the world system. Because they're intoxicated by the world system. All they do is the world, the world, the world. They're inundated with the world's knowledge, the world's information, the world's system. And they're not working for God. If you're working for the world, you're not working for God. I'm not saying don't work. Okay? We should live. See, God saved us with the most precious thing that he had, his only son, Jesus. He invested his greatest treasure into us. And it wasn't for nothing. God did not just get us saved to go to heaven. If that were true, when we accepted Jesus, we all would have went to heaven straight away. There must be something else that he got us saved for. Why? Because there's other people on this earth that need to be saved and they need people to help them. It's not time for angels to preach the gospel yet. When the rapture comes, angels might get to preach a little bit. But for now, the preaching has been given to men. You and I. People, men and women, right? We preach by how we live. We preach by what we say. We preach by how we interact with people, how we handle problems, how we handle situations. That's our sermons. Every day we're preaching a sermon. It either leads to life or it leads to death. All right? Verse 13. Looking for the blessed hope. What's the blessed hope? Jesus' return. He's coming back, you know. 
How many's ever played hide and seek? Ready or not, here I come. He's going to come at a time, and guess we just have to be in a state of readiness. Okay? And the glorious appearing of Jesus, uh, of the great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. Look at your neighbor and say, you're peculiar. That just means ownership. It doesn't mean odd. Notice what the last phrase is. A peculiar people, what? Zealous for what? Good works. Are you zealous? What does it mean to be zealous? To me, to get excited, to be passionate, to, uh, to be involved, to participate. That's what it means to be zealous. Did you know that Jesus had some zealots as uh, disciples? They were some zealots. They were radical. How many radical Christians we got here? How many people have been possessed by the Spirit of God? Whoo! I've been possessed by the Spirit of God. Voluntarily. He doesn't force his way in, but he comes by invitation. You know, when, he, when you invite him, he comes. Notice what he said. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. We're supposed to be zealous for good works. Amen? We're supposed to be excited about the things that God is excited about. That's a good work. All right? Let's go to right there in Titus chapter 3. Look at verse 1. Put in mind to be subject to the principalities and powers to obey magistrates and be ready to what? Every good work. Did you know that part of our armor that we're wearing are shoes of readiness? Are you ready to give an answer to the hope that is within you to anyone who asks you? Are you ready? We've got to be ready. Why? If the easiest way to witness is to live like Jesus and make people ask you questions. You don't even have to open the door. They'll open the door for you. How come you're like that? Because I know Jesus. I read a story one time of Joanna Wesley. She was the mother of John and Charles Wesley. Right? And she was on a ship to come to America. And a storm arose on the sea. And, of course, you know, when a storm hits, especially if you're on a boat, people get fearful. And there were some fearful people, but there was some, a group of people called the Moravians. And they showed no fear in the midst of a storm. And Joanna was looking at them. And she was saying, how come you're not fearful? And they began to tell her of their faith in Jesus Christ. When you know Jesus, you don't have to be afraid of a storm. You don't have to be afraid of lightning. Although the earth be removed and the mountains get dumped into the sea, amen, we've got a God who we can be steadfast in. We can be firmly fixed in. We don't have to fear, amen. We, We do not have a spirit of fear. It's not in our DNA. Say, fear is not in my DNA. Faith is in my DNA. Power's in my DNA. Sound mind is in my DNA. 
And the Moravians ministered to Joanna. And her sons were some powerhouses. I don't know if it was John or Charles. He would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go and preach to the people going to the factory to work. He would go in shifts. All the shifts that worked in the factory, he would, he would get up and he would go to preach to them as they were going to work. I'm telling you, that's, we need some radical people. Amen? Radical people do good things. Amen? Radical people do good works. Radical Christians are radical for Jesus. One time, I was at a carnival in my hometown. And I started to share the gospel with this couple. They weren't really interested in it. And so, but the guy was liking my shirt that I had. And I made him a deal. I said, if you let me share the gospel with you, I'll give you this shirt right off my back. He's like... Okay, I took my shirt off and I shared the gospel. I went home shirtless that night. Was it worth it? Yes. I'll never forget, there's a, a state park nearby where I grew up called Starve Rock. And it's a, it's a big cliff looking over a river and there's all kinds of trails that you can... And, you know, one Indian tribe literally surrounded the mountain against another Indian tribe and literally starved them out and defeated them. They were called, that's why it's called Starve Rock. Well, there's this, little, there's this little deck area, right? This trail comes and it opens into a deck and it, you, you have the background is the river. It's beautiful. And so in this deck area, there's a little bench there. So my friend and I, he was my radical evangelist. Him and I, we would stand there, and as the crowds would gather, we would stand up on that bench and start to preach Jesus. And some people criticized us, some people made fun of us, but we would just take a few minutes, talk about Jesus, and then they would go, and, you know, we, we would ask if we, we want to pray for people. We were just sharing the gospel. Amen? Why? Because I'm interested in doing good works. Anything that Jesus is into, I'm into. That's a good work. Don't know how we got on all that, but it's all good anyway. Let's go down to verse 4, Titus chapter 3. But after that, the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. He saved us. How many are glad for his mercy? Oh, my goodness. If it wasn't for his mercy, I don't know if I'd be here tonight. He saved us by the washing of regeneration. Oh, hallelujah. It's a region. You've been regenerated. You've got a new power supply. Before Jesus, your flesh was the power supply. But after Jesus, it's the Holy Ghost. You've been regenerated. You've been connected. You've been rewired to, a, to accept a new power supply. Hallelujah. By the washing of regeneration. And renewing of the Holy Ghost. He's a, he makes things new. 
which he shed on us abundantly. I'm telling you, God did not hold back one ounce of the Holy Spirit on any believer. He has poured it out. He has poured him out on us abundantly, lavishly, completely. Amen. He, He wants us so full that we're overflowing. Through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. How many heirs tonight? You're a joint heir with Jesus. If you don't know that, listen to the sermon from Sunday. This is a faithful saying. And these things I will that you affirm constantly that they which have believed in God... How many have believed in God tonight? Might be careful to maintain good works. If you're not careful to maintain them, you'll stop doing them. If you don't maintain your car, it'll let you know. If you don't wash dishes, your sink will tell on you. Right? If we don't maintain good works... We can stop doing good works. And we disconnect ourselves from the power supply. Because really, God gave you power not to do nothing, but to do something. Amen? That you will affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. I'm speaking a message that profits you. Amen? Hallelujah. So we, we got to participate. How many participants are here tonight? God did not call you to be a bench warmer. He did not call the church to entertain you. I'm not your entertainer. This is not the big tent. Amen? This is the church of the living God. And I'm here to preach the gospel. And the Holy Spirit is here to demonstrate that word. Amen? And you've been created for good works. You've been created in Christ, in the anointing. You've been cut out. Oh, think about this. God made the anointing the pattern. And he put that anointing on you. And he cut you out of the anointing. Of that pattern. And that's what you're made of. You're made of Christ. Amen? You're made of Christ. What are good, what are little boys made of? They're made of Christ. Amen? I'm made of Christ. I'm made of the anointing. I'm made of resurrection power. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, resurrection power dwells in you. The same power. It can raise you up from any situation, from any problem, from every challenge. Hallelujah. You've been made of power. You've been made of the anointing. You're made of Christ. He is the pattern. He is the image that we have been conformed to. We are conformed to Christ. You're made of the anointing. You know what anointing does? The anointing 
destroys yokes. So if a yoke tries to come on you, the anointing within you says, uh-uh, it breaks it into pieces. Because the anointing in you is stronger than the yoke. The Holy Spirit in you is stronger than a demon. The Holy Spirit in you is stronger than the devil himself. The Holy Spirit in you is greater than the darkness of this world. Why do you think we can tread on serpents and scorpions? And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. He who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. You're not made of the spirit of the world. You're not made of lies. You're made of truth. You're not made of darkness. You're made of light. You're not made of defeat. You're made of victory. You're not made of weakness. You're made of strength. You are made in the image of God. He patterned himself. You are in his pattern. Why do you think when he comes back, when he returns, we're going to look just like him? Why? He identifies with the anointing. The anointing knows the anointing. Amen? Why? The anointing looks alike. That's our family trait. Our family trait is the anointing of God. Because we're created in Christ Jesus. You were made to overcome. You were born to receive all that God has for you. Amen? You were born to have... Everything that heaven offers. Because you're made out of the anointing. You're made out of the anointing. You're made out of the anointing. Because Christ is the anointed one. If you're made out of him, then you're made out of the anointing. Amen? You, you are made out of... The, oh, I'm telling you. When Jesus left this earth, he said, I'm going to give you another comforter. One just like me. In divinity, in nature, in power, in strength, in creativity. He, he, he gave us the Holy Spirit, one just like him. And guess what? In John chapter 20, when Jesus was resurrected, he breathed on the disciples. And they got born again. And they, they were partakers of the divine nature. You are a sharer in the divine nature. The nature in you is not the old sin nature anymore. That's why you're not an old sinner. You're a new creature. When sin knocks at the door, you can open and say no. Send it back. You have the power to say no to sin. You have the power to rise up from the dead. The works of the flesh are dead works. We can overcome dead works by walking in the life of God. Amen? I think it's time to praise the Lord. Get to your feet and praise the Lord. we got to be excited about being created out of the anointing. You're, 
you're not just anointed, but you're made out of the anointing. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. We are created out of the substance that made Jesus. We are created out of the substance that brought this world into existence. We are created. We are recreated in God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we got to get excited about that. We got to get excited about that. That's something, that's something to rejoice over. That's something to shout about. That's something to praise God about. Oh, come on, you got to stir yourself up now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm created after Christ. In Christ is where my blessing is, and in Christ is where I reside. In Christ is where I'm seated. In Christ is where I'm called. In Christ is where I've been touched in the name of Jesus. In Christ is where I connect with my Father God. It is in Christ Jesus. Being in Christ is a position that God raised me to. It's a position in His kingdom. I am no longer in the earth. I am in Christ Jesus. I am. I have access to heaven. I have access to the glory. I can come before the throne boldly. In the name of Jesus. That means there's nothing you can't do. I can do all things through the anointing, through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. You you get his strength. You get his power. You get his wisdom. You get his goodness. You get his fruit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. How many see themselves as Christ? Glory to God. You will never look at yourself in a negative way again. You will never receive any negative report against you in the name of Jesus. When you're anointed, the curse can't come on you because the anointing is blessed. Those whom God blessed can't be cursed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When the devil wants to curse you, you can look back. I double dog dare you. Because you, you, you know and he knows that he can't do it. Hallelujah. I double dog dare you, devil, because you can't do anything to me. I have the victory over you. I have power over you. Hallelujah. You can't make me do anything. Glory to God. This place ought to be breaking out right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Celebrate who you are. 
Celebrate who you are. Glory to God. Showing forth His excellence is showing forth His good work. <laughs> Depression is in the rear view mirror. Joy is in your windshield. Hallelujah. Joy, joy unspeakable. Joy unspeakable. So good you can't put it into words. Oh, it's so good. It flows out of you like a river. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like the Essequibo River. It's flowing out of you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. 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 There's something happening right here. Father, we're just releasing the Holy Ghost right now to flow. However you want to flow, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, it's bubbling up. And it's about to break loose in this place. It's about to overflow. Oh, the Holy Ghost is overflowing right now. His goodness. His glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some new wine. There's some new wine. It's time for new wine. It's time for new wine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to fill your cup. We're filling your cup in the name of Jesus. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. But it loves you. It loves you. <laughs> God's turning your water into wine right now. He is turning water into wine in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Glory. Is there anybody that's dealing with a financial situation? You're faced with a financial challenge, and it doesn't look like you're going to make it, but God has other plans. Hallelujah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Elizabeth, right? Father, we're going to pray right now for Elizabeth, Lord, that your anointing and your wisdom and your strength hits her right now in the name of Jesus.
And Lord, you break her out of that pit. You rescue her from that place in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you give her a vision like you gave the woman at Zarephath when she gave her last meal, when she was hopeless, when she was preparing to die. And the prophet came along and said, put me first. And when she did, God did, and he did, and it was the rest was history in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you to be Jehovah Jireh to Elizabeth right now and to provide. Provide him with that miracle. Provide him with that way out. Lord, relieve that stress in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that you're good. I thank you that you're gracious to her. I thank you, Lord, that she's going to see the goodness of God in the name of Jesus. I give you thanks and praise. I call her out of that spot. I command the worry to stop and fear to go in the name of Jesus and trust in God to arise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And Father, give Karen the wisdom that she needs as a mentor, as a mother, in the name of Jesus, as the matriarch of the family, Father. I thank you, Lord, that she's standing here in the gap, and she's interceding. And, Lord, we're going to see the the goodness of God in the land of the living in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just call a breakthrough in finances to come in the name of Jesus. We loose everything that has held that money back right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You're here for prayer? You're here to receive. Because you're a receiver. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you're the ultimate problem solver. Father... I thank you that you provided for Peter and Jesus to pay the tax at the temple. Lord, you brought a boatload of fish into Peter's business in the name of Jesus. And I thank you right now for Karen solving these financial problems and causing her to overcome in the name of Jesus and giving glory to God. Lord, you're going to give her a vision similar to like you gave Jacob on what to do. And as he shows you what to do, do it and he will bless it in the name of Jesus. And I give you thanks and praise, Father. She serves a good, good God. A good, loving Father who takes care of his daughter in the name of Jesus. Oh, you will lack no good thing. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Oh, I've never seen God's seed begging for bread. You're not a beggar because you're a believer. You're a receiver in the name of Jesus. I break the debt off of her right now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I thank you for this young man who's doing what he dreamed he would do. I cause promotion to come, increase to come, glory to come, strength to come in the name of Jesus. And most of all, Father, fire, 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 fire. I want you to know, Nate, that God's got this. Because he's got you. He's got you in his hands. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Because he loves you. You are born a winner. You were born to win. Hallelujah.
There's some good work taking place tonight. God's doing a good work tonight. Hallelujah. God is up to something good. I'll borrow a line from Robin Bullock. God is absolutely good. Hallelujah. And he's passed on his goodness to you. Glory to God. And the only fight you ever need to be in is a good fight, one that you win. You win simply by showing up. God put in you an answer to every Goliath. Every loudmouth giant will have their head cut off by you. You will cut off the head of every loudmouth giant that stands in your way in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, did this help you tonight? You're created for what? Good works. You're created for good works. They've already been preordained. They were ordered ahead of time. And when you got to the table, they were already there. Hallelujah. When you came to know Jesus Christ, it was already set up for you. You've been set up for goodness. Hallelujah. You've been set up for success. Glory to God. There's been a pre a pre trip inspection that says, Yep, you succeed. Yep, you succeed. Yep, you prosper. Yep. Hallelujah. You win. Glory to God. Let's go do something good this week. Amen. Tomorrow when you wake up or tonight when you go to bed, say, God, what do you got for me? And God will say, I got something good for you. Amen? Hallelujah. Because guess what? He does it with you. He does it with you. We were made for something good. Glory to God. Woo! We are workmanship. Masters of art. Masterpieces. Hallelujah. One of a kind masterpiece. Never to be duplicated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, because you're never duplicated, your value's through the roof. Your value's through the roof. Hallelujah. Don't you ever, ever even think about entertaining depression ever again. Don't you ever receive a negative word over you. Amen. If, if someone speaks a negative word over you, say, no, I'm what the Father says I am. 
Amen. Go and have a good week. God bless you.